False prophets have been around since the beginning. Even Jesus warned us to beware of false prophets which come in sheep's clothing. As we navigate the end times, understanding who we are following is more important than ever. Today on The End Time Show, we're going to discuss how to identify a false prophet. Don't miss a second of The End Time Show. Welcome to The End Time Show. Vince Stegall here. So happy that you have joined us today. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to call in. We're talking about identifying a false prophet. You know, your pastor might be a false prophet. A minister that you look up to might be a false prophet. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. And uh, perhaps if we approach it with self-honesty, Maybe some people will see things a little clearly, uh, clearer than they did before. Maybe some light bulbs will come on and perhaps it will revolutionize your life if you're able to identify what a false prophet is and if one is in your life and how to move forward with it. And I'm honored. We, you guys know that Doug Norvell is out in Israel. Of course, uh, Dave is there as well and their wives. And so our tour is in Israel now. They've landed in Tel Aviv and they've traveled to Jerusalem already. We have a clip that we're going to show in a bit. Um, but before we do, in identifying a false prophet, I don't know who else to better have here than people that you all are getting more familiar with. Pastor John Hargrove, welcome back to the End Time Show. Thank you, Vince. Are you excited to talk about identifying a false prophet? <laughs> I am excited to talk about this subject. I believe it is definitely a very, can be a very controversial subject, but it is definitely a very biblical subject. And so anything that is a biblical subject I think we need to take time, slow down, and carefully and thoroughly uh, look at what it has to say. If there's um, anything that you and I are known for, we kind of get made fun of sometimes for telling people the truth, like the raw truth. Yes, sir. You know, uh, I think shearing the sheep is, <laughs> is the joke that goes around when uh, Pastor Johnny gets up, he's going to shear the sheep. Well, this is one of those times when we're going to talk about something that is going to sting a little, perhaps. How do you navigate that in love? Because on, on top of being real, you're a, maybe the, one of the most loving people that I know, one of the most merciful people that I know. And so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's like telling people, like, tough love isn't really a thing. It's just love. Like, I love you enough to tell you the truth. And so how, how do you navigate that? I personally navigate it, Vince. Number one, remembering where Jesus brought me from. Mm. Remembering how deeply, number one, I'm forgiven, how deeply the Father loves me. And so always looking through the lens that Jesus looks through. Jesus loved people, but he talked very strong and very boldly to them and loved them enough to tell them the truth. So loving people and understanding ultimately that we're all headed towards eternity and understanding that we will spend eternity somewhere and I want everyone to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. Amen. Me too. Um, well, we're going to dive off into how to identify a false prophet um, in a bit. But before we do, I, I, do would, I would like to get to this clip from Doug so you guys can get an update on where he is at and where our whole group is at in Israel. So if we're ready for it, let's uh, check out the update from Doug in Israel.
Here we go. This is our group, Vince. We're waiting. We're getting ready to get on the buses. We are in the Ben Gurren Airport in Tel Aviv. So these smiling faces that you see are all excited to be here. We got on the plane at 11 something last night. We landed here at five o'clock this afternoon. Thank you. Say hi, Vince. Hi, Vince. <laughs> all right. We'll check in later. Bye. Hi everyone. <laughs> well, there you go. There's the update and uh, they'll be showing us video clips from around Israel as they travel each day. It's been a travel day, so everyone's pretty wore out there after flying all night long. But uh, they are having a good time and we'll be touring, I believe, the city of Jerusalem here in a few hours when they wake up. So keep praying for the tour. Everything is safe and sound presently. We aren't concerned about any troubles coming up. Um, in that regard and so just keep praying for them as they navigate uh, Israel and some people are traveling um, internationally for the first time and so lots of first-time experiences there and it's an exciting trip to go on and I, I hear the Breakfast Club is going to be alive and well with Dave and Doug going down there at 6.30 a.m. So if you're in the Jerusalem, Israel area and uh, you're near our hotel, go have breakfast with them. They'd love to see you out there. Alright, Pastor Johnny, um, understand the end time. You have been teaching that for decades now. Yes, sir. <laughs> you, so did you start on the flip chart? I did not start on the flip chart. Okay. I did flip VHSs. charts. I did flip charts in homes okay. when I first started uh, teaching it one-on-one. But then when I got my hands on the first DVD set, began to teach VHS, that. VHS, probably. Uh, yes, VHS. Okay. It was Baxter and Eddie Sachs. Yes. Um, so you've also led... Uh, a group here. You, I think you're the first Bible study leader, the first church to lead the group through the brand new edition of Understand the End Time that is Dave teaching and then it incorporates clips of Irvin. What are your thoughts on that series so far? Me personally, Vince, is, is still very emotional Yeah, seeing uh, Irvin pop up and my heart floods with memories. There's times I'm wiping tears away as I'm remembering probably one of the most impactful men in my life and Fighting back tears now, yeah. and but very touching. But the truth that this material speaks, it's life transforming events. I, the group that I just took through, uh, we're on lesson 17. Will be lesson 18 this coming Tuesday night. And and once again, I've seen God powerfully transform people's lives through this series once again. Uh, do you think um, is it only for like church people or people who have never been to church? How would you identify? Who, the, who should watch this series? I would say anyone that's hungry to know where we're headed, anyone that wants to know, am I following a false prophet? Am I, am I listening to a man that's speaking truth? And so when these people that attend these Bible studies, many of them are Bible scholars, but there are, there are students, disciples that are in the class that don't have a lot of Bible knowledge mm -hmm. and to watch how the Word of God just radically transformed this. So anyone who is seeking to know, am I following someone that's speaking truth, should be a part of it. You know, the common theme, it doesn't matter who, who they are or how long they've been walking with the Lord or how long they've been studying the Bible, it seems like the common theme for most people are that they're hungry for the Word of God. They're hungry for a deeper walk with the Lord. Yes. And so it doesn't really matter what your background is. It's you come with a hungry heart 
and you go in and you receive what the Lord has for you that night. It's the same. You know, there's some people who don't go to church because they've heard it all already. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go to church that way, you're probably not going to get much out of it. But people have a hungry heart. They're going in here and it's transforming people's lives. It's not just about prophecy. It's definitely people change the way they go to work. They change the way that with their marriage. So awesome tool. Everyone should partake in it. You can go to endtime.com slash ABC to pre-order it today. Or you can go to endtime.com slash new and start streaming it on Endtime Plus. Today we're going to learn how to identify a false prophet. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Pastor John Hargrove. We're so happy that you've joined us today. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're taking your calls today. We're learning about identifying a false prophet. You know, Jesus said, uh, beware of false prophets which come in sheep's clothing. So we're going to look at what some of that means in several other passages and um, who knows what all we might talk about, but we are taking your calls at 877 time to get your perspective or answer any questions that we possibly can on the subject today. Pastor John Hargrove, identifying a false prophet. Um, have you ever known a false prophet? I have, Vince. <laughs> How did you handle that? When I first uh, had that encounter, I was not mature in the Word of God, and so it was a struggle for me how to navigate it. But as I've grown in the Word of God and learn to truly live a spiritly life, God's Spirit and His Word begins to help us navigate and identify 
when someone is a false prophet speaking into our lives. So Jeremiah uh, 29, 8 through 9 says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. So what is a false prophet? Ultimately, according to the ultimate authority, the Word of God, anyone that does not speak exactly what thus saith the Word of God. It can sound right, Vince, and even at times may even look right, but according to the scriptures, the way that we ultimately always see if that individual is a true prophet is if they speak something and they say, thus saith the Word of God, thus saith the Lord, if it does not come to pass, that's the ultimate test. Is this a true prophet or a false prophet? So we have to wait. People don't like to wait. Is there any way to avoid, like, is there other things? It's like, do we have to wait to see if it comes to pass? I mean, I've been around false prophets that it was obvious, and then some that it wasn't so obvious until later, like you're describing. So I'm just curious about how we would tell people to navigate some of that. I think that there, one of the other key ways is the Bible talks that the, talks about that there's safety in the multitude of counsel. So when we have other, other leaders around us, other people that are spiritually wise, is we can sound off of them what a prophet was speaking to our life and ask them what what are you, what are you sensing, what are you feeling? But ultimately, this is what God spoke to me years ago, Vince, when God began to first use me in the prophetic realm. And I would ask God, God, I want to make sure I'm speaking things that are in harmony with your word, things that are truthful. I just don't want to be speaking from my human spirit. And God told me two things, Vince. He said, this is how you always do the truth test if it is something for me. He said, number one, it'll always be edifying and it'll always be uh, in harmony and align with my word. Always will align with the word of God. Mm. So, you know, this world is an interesting place. Uh, we've got, I guess once upon a time when media wasn't as um, impactful as it is today, you know, before TVs even, if someone were a false prophet, their impact would be pretty minimal, you know, it'd be local uh, mostly. Um, but today, all you need is a phone that has a camera on it and you can speak into it and broadcast essentially to the world. Um, what kind of safeguards, I guess, should we put up to avoid, you know, becoming so engrossed with someone that is teaching us false things or prophesying falsely? And maybe we've never even met them, but we watch them on their show every week or we follow them on social media. I think going back to the ultimate thing that we see God speak in His Word is go back to the source. Go back to, I love to say the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> go back to the Bible. Go back to that book and see if what they are speaking, Vince, does it truly align with the B-I-B-L-E? If it doesn't align, it may be close, but if it doesn't perfectly align, then we let the scriptures uh, speak specifically what is truth. Johnny James, probably one of the most powerful men 
that I ever heard speak into my life, and he would talk about false prophets. And he'd always say this. He said, there are many false prophets that speak some truth. And he said, it's almost right. But he'd always, he'd always say, almost right is always wrong. <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, you were around Irvin Baxter a lot. Was he a false prophet? No, he was not, Vince. <laughs> what, what kind of experiences with him did you have that would help you be so confident about that? Watching his walk, Vince, with God. Watching the way that he showed grace to everyone. I can't tell you how many controversial phone calls I would listen to him uh, take here at End Time. And not one time, Vince, would he be unchristlike. When someone says something to you that you don't agree with and you show the fruit of the Spirit and you manifest that you truly are a prophet, that you truly are a God-called servant, to me, that's what I always see, Vince. Nothing but purity came out of Brother Irvin's life in his mouth. You know, um, and he wasn't that just that way on camera. He wasn't just that way in this studio. If somebody called in and chewed him out, which has happened before, live on the air, or disagreed with him in a disrespectful way, um, you know, he would handle it on camera, and then after the show, he wasn't walking out of there bad-mouthing those people. In fact, he probably had forgotten it by then. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even worried about, I guess, what some people would call haters, you know. Uh, that wasn't on his radar. He was always consumed with, you know, teaching people the Word of God and helping people be led um, further in their discipleship journey. And so anyone that kind of tried to clip him along the way, he didn't even spend much time thinking about it, to be quite honest. I hate to bust somebody's bubble out there. But um, so, yeah, I mean, you knew him um, in more ways than just what this studio was. I mean, you attended church together for, you know, 15 years or so. So you, you kind of have a, a special insider look at, at who he was as a person. To me, the, one of the most impactful things about uh, Brother Baxter being a true prophet is everything he spoke, Vince, whether you agree with it today or not, there's scripture to back it up. And yes. so the Word of God is, is the true test. And so that's why Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away but my word will never, ever pass away. So if we as a prophet speak, thus saith the word of God, and it's not truly the word of God, we will stand before God someday and give an account. So that's why I'm cautious to say, thus saith the Lord. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I don't hear the word speaking it, and I know that the word's not speaking that, that message, I'm definitely not going to say, thus saith the Lord. Yeah. Um, I guess what would you say to either ministers or people that aren't a minister, but they're feeling led by that gift, like they think they might have that gift. How do they, how do they deal with making sure that it's really God speaking you know, in, into their spirit for them to communicate to someone or to a group of people? I think there are two key things, Vince. Anyone that knows me, the same thing that drove Brother Baxter, it was, the, it was the prayer room, Vince. It was, it was a relationship with God. So I believe that if we are going to operate in that prophetic realm and speak as prophets to the 21st century, we must be men of prayer. We must be men 
men and ladies that are people of prayer and so deeply anchored in the Word of God. And that's why Jesus said, because they receive not a love for the truth, it's, we got to get a love for this truth and we've got to be anchored by the Spirit of God so we can know exactly that we're speaking the things that are in harmony with the heartbeat of God. How do you, um, how, do, how do you, I guess that feeling, I guess that you get, how do you navigate that in your mind though? Like when you start feeling that urge, you know, to do something like that, I guess I know that you spend, uh, you, you're devoted to prayer. And so it's probably natural to you at this point. It's, it, you, you know when it's just you or when it's God. Um, how, do you, how do you deal with that part of it? I, I am at a season in my walk with God. Uh, tw 29 years, Vince, of walking with God in a very deep way. So I would say at this season in my journey with the Master, He has revealed Himself so intimately to me so that when He does speak and He does say, prophesy, I know it's God. But I also am so anchored to the Word that I, I know, I know His voice. I know what His Word is speaking. So it's, 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 a, it's an actual just step of bold faith. And so now I know how to move in faith. When I first started operating in this, I, I would question it. Mm -hmm. And so, but I would, many times I'd walk up to someone and ask them when God would want to prophesy to me, I'd ask them, is God speaking this to you? I'm seeking, uh, God, did you really speak this to me? But when they would confirm, then I began to know how to flow in that. So I, but ultimately, any prophet that's prophesying, thus saith the Lord, it, if it is true from God, Vince, it will come to pass. Is, is that realm reserved to special people or, you know, do they have to be some big name preacher or, you know, even a pastor? Is that reserved just for people that have been, I guess, identified on that level and, and on the human realm, like we call someone pastor or whatever? Is that, that type of walk, is that reserved for those people or is it available to anyone? I think there's, a, I think there's uh, two ways to answer the question Vince, and I believe there are two answers to that question. I, I believe it's available to whosoever will, but I believe also it is reserved for certain people. And the reason I say certain people, because not everyone is willing to pray the price, Vince. Not everyone is willing to accept the responsibility. Now you, now you intentionally didn't say pay right there, right? Exactly. You said pray the price. Exactly. I got you. So not everyone is willing to, to say, God, I will walk faithful to this, this gift that you're trusting me with. Because I can remember me personally when God began to call me into this realm. I asked God, I said, God, can I have this? Can I operate in this realm? And God responded to me, Vince, and he told me this. He said, you can, son, but are you willing to accept the responsibility that comes with this realm? Mm. Yeah, that's heavy. That's uh, something that, especially, it seems like westernized Christianity, that that's going to be a little more challenging for Western Christians to kind of tap into because of we're so busy with other things that we don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. You know, or at least we proclaim that. You know, we obviously can make time for whatever we want, but most definitely, you know, we don't have time for it because we've got five soccer games this weekend. 
gotta go fishing, we gotta go watch the NBA playoffs, whatever it may be, and uh, we neglect things that are far more important. Um, I think you believe we're living in the end time, right? I'm certain that we are in the end times, Vince. <laughs> okay, so one thing that we highlight a lot is, of course, teaching. You know, that's what we do. We're, we're, we teach, and we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College, and we encourage people to go through that and understand the end time and so on. Um, you know, we talk about um, the sons of Issachar. You know, they're going to know what to do. And so, um, obviously, that's important. Learning is important. Studying God's Word is important. Where would you... Um, place the level of, I guess, how would you prioritize seeking the Lord to be used in this prophecy realm? Um, we don't want to be a false prophet, obviously. So how important is it as we navigate these end times that people are used in giftings, whether it be this one or, I guess, any gifting? You know, Vince, anyone that knows me, my response to that question is the importance of it I use the phrase, it's off the chart, important, because when I say, if we are in the end time, which I believe we are, but if people are uncertain that we're in the end time, look around you. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look at all the signs. Brother Baxter used to always say, look at the mile markers. The mile markers are saying, we are this close to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So if there was ever a time that we needed to know where we're at and understand, I always tell disciples, it's one thing to know, Vince, but it's another thing to understand what you know. You can know some things, but if you don't understand what you know, we're going to be led astray. And so going back to the false prophets, that's why it's so important to know, who am I following? Mm -hmm. You know, Jordan Peterson talks about belief in God. I won't get off into his quote, but you can look it up and see what he has to say about it. But uh, essentially, um, he's saying that if he proclaims belief in God, that means that everything in his life has to radically change. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, yeah, you're right. Like if you, you're going to fall, so you're going to make mistakes. But yeah, if you believe in God, that's going to impact how you do everything. Exactly. And um, in what you're talking about here, it makes me think of actually knowing something versus believing it. Because, you know, you, we know a lot of things. You know, we know... Well, there's all sorts of things we can know, whether it be with what we should be doing. You know, I probably shouldn't say something like that to my wife, and then it just happens. You know, we know that. Um, But belief, which should impact that as well, but it's going to impact our behavior. And so as we navigate these end times, if we really believe in this, it seems like I'm going to reprioritize some things. Most definitely. That's one reason why we've started this prayer revival that we're doing, which is this Sunday, by the way. I guess we should tell folks about it. Uh, Pastor Johnny and I are hosting a a prayer revival here in the Dallas area. If you're interested in praying with us and a whole host of other believers, let us know. You can contact us at endtime.com slash contact, fill out the form there, uh, or give us a call 800-END-TIME. Someone will be able to tell you about the details of that prayer revival that happened every other Sunday at 5 p.m. And uh, one is coming up this Sunday, so don't miss it. We'll be right back after the break. symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. 
These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Pastor John Hargrove, special guest with us talking about identifying a false prophet. We do have open lines. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Before we get back into the subject that we're discussing, I do want to remind you about understanding the End Time now being available for pre-order. You can go to endtime.com slash ABC and reserve your copy today. When you pre-order, uh, between now and June, you're going to get over $350 in bonus items, which includes a VIP video call with Dave Robbins. So be sure to go do that today. You can either pre-order the DVD series, you can pre-order the book, which is available for a donation of any amount, or you can pre-order the DVD series and the book. So go to endtime.com ABC for all the details on the pre-order options there, or you can call us at 800-END-TIME, 800-363-8463. I highlight that book because I think it's an awesome deal. I like to read books and you can get it for a donation of any amount. So ask the Lord what you should give uh, and uh, do that today at endtime.com ABC. Again, open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Pastor John Hargrove, we're talking about identifying false prophets and we didn't get very far in our notes, but you and I are okay with that and that's how we'll keep going. But um, you talked about Irvin and how one, one reason you knew he wasn't a false prophet is because of his fruit. His characteristics didn't align with that. So I wanted to highlight again Matthew 7.15. We read it, um, at least a portion of it earlier. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So that tells me that a false prophet might look like you. You might look at them and, and relate with them a little bit. They might sound like you and, and use all the right language. Um, they might come off as even legit. They may look harmless. Um, but a false prophet is a predator, Matthew 7, 15, a predator dressed like a sheep. They look like a lamb, but they attack like a wolf. So they seek to devour others by causing them to believe a lie and trust in something other than Jesus. So. What stands out to you in that passage, knowing all that, you know, there's a whole lot more in chapter 7 and, and the surrounding chapters, but what sticks out to you in all that? I think the message that Jesus spoke about over and over as the prophet of all prophets, 
Jesus said, let no man deceive you by any means, Vince. So Jesus was screaming to us, and I believe screaming to the 21st century, deception is on a rampage. Deception is all around us. And so Jesus said, even if they look like something, eventually you will know them by their fruit, Vince. You can look like something, you can walk like something so long, but if you're not really that, it will eventually manifest itself. And always the mouth is the number one thing where it will eventually reveal, are they true, genuine, or are they false? What do you do with that though? Because, I mean, there are people that I love genuinely and I have loved genuinely. And when this came up and I'm going, man, I know that's not right. Like, I don't know how to navigate that. Sometimes I do. Sometimes it's easy. You know, I don't, I'm not as acquainted with them or, you know, whatever. I don't have a, as deep of a friendship with them. Um, but then there's been other times when it's like, man, I know this isn't aligning with God's word. And what, I, do I just cut them off? Do I love them through it? How, how do we navigate that properly? Yeah, Vince, I, I believe ultimately Jesus gives us ways to navigate that through the scriptures. I believe that ultimately, if we see someone repeatedly claiming to be something, definitely a prophet, mm-hmm. uh, I would even say a minister, and, and we continually see that individual not manifesting what Jesus said a minister or a prophet is to manifest, then we go to them. We go to them in love. We go to them um, one-on-one, and if that doesn't work, then the scriptures uh, tells us to, to take other individuals, but we go to them in love and we confront events. And then if they choose not to align to what the scripture's saying, then we remove ourselves. What if they have a big following? You know, I, I'm thinking of several big name, well-known ministers that have global, event, global ministries. If I said their names right now, literally everyone hearing us would know exactly who they are. They have said things like, when the rapture was going to happen by a specific time. Um, they have said other things that, that um, doesn't align with, with what actually happened. It's in the past now. And then they are still on their global stage. They are still uh, have millions of followers and people still support their ministries. What do we do with that? Ultimately, I believe what we do with the events is the individuals that can be reached we strive to reach those individuals. Um, Should I make a video and call out those people? That's a tough question, Vince. <laughs> well, it's uh, like if there's millions of people following and they need to know if they don't. You know, my response ultimately, Vince, I believe we've made that video. <laughs> oh, that's true. I the guess video's we're... there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean like specifically with their name and the title and all that stuff. I believe there's coming a season. I believe there's coming a specific time that Jesus will address the falseness that is at work in the earth. And those that are truly hungry for truth, Jesus will bring them out. Revelation 18 and 4 talks about falseness in a deep way. And he's saying, come out of that, my people. Mm-hmm. Come out of that system. Come out of following the falseness and, and separate yourselves. So there's a, there's a call that's going forth right now in the earth. Come out, separate mm-hmm. yourselves. 
Consecrate yourselves, align to what my word is saying, not what some man is saying, Vince. I blindly followed a man for a season of my life, but I don't blindly follow no man. The only man I follow wholeheartedly is Jesus Christ. Um, I just struggle with that because I, you know, I want to make it right. You know, the human side of me wants to make it right. Um, the thing I love about that passage that you brought up in Revelation, it's come out of her, my people. It's the my people part. Mm -hmm. It helps me to look at things a little differently because there's a lot of people that don't necessarily believe exactly like I believe, but the scriptures say, come out of her, my people. Yes. Well, I lived a long time thinking that that wasn't even true, like my people thing, but it helps me to see that there are people who are sincerely seeking the Lord and they might be caught up inside of that system you referenced and unknowingly be in the system of, I mean, we're not talking about the false prophet today specifically, but we're talking about false prophets in general, which would include the false prophet. But mm -hmm. um, there might be some people in that system that don't know that. They, they are sincerely seeking the Lord and they don't have all the light yet. So part of what we're doing is saying, hey, there's more light, you know, exactly. we're shining a big old light going, come see the light. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to do that with as many people who will hear it. But, you know, it, it takes a hungry person. Pastor uh, D.G. Hargrove was here on Tuesday and right out of the gate, he talks about, we got to start with self-honesty. Yes. And so there are people who are sincerely seeking who haven't seen it yet. And so, um, you know, I think of the parable of, of sowing the seed that Jesus told and we realize that sometimes seed doesn't land on good ground and sometimes people aren't ready to receive all the light yet. Sometimes people are. And so, I don't know, I like that part because it helps me love people a little bit better and, and care for them a little bit better and not just write people off. Most definitely, Vince. Which is hard because, you know, as a human, there's a time, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm getting, I, I, sometimes I think I'm getting over it and then it'll you know, kind of remind me of where I'm at, but uh, writing people off, I don't do that nearly as much anymore. So the my people part really jumps out at me. Uh, warning signs, Jeremiah 14, 14 says, Then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and div divination, and a thing of naught and the deceit of their heart. They prophesy from their own imagination. How do we process that? That's a, that, that scripture is very, very challenging, very thought provoking. Ultimately, I go back to my statement about the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> if we don't know the word, Vince, if we don't know what the instruction book is saying, we won't know exactly if they're saying what God is truly saying. And so it can look right, but not yet be right, Vince. And so it can be close, but not really be what the saith the word God. So when someone speaks in his name and say, thus saith the Lord, <clears throat> going back to what I said earlier is, if they really are speaking from the Lord, and it is from the Lord, then it will come to pass, Vince. But if you're just saying something to draw a crowd, if you're just saying something to build your ministry hmm. and not the kingdom, you can get a following, but it's only going to be so far. It won't be eternally impacting events.
Yeah. I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to process this either. You know, I just deep. I I think about certain things and I don't want to talk about them in detail cuz you know, I want to make sure that I'm being respectful and all that. And so I think about how much this has happened or is happening and again, it just deepens my burden for people and and how they're hearing things and they don't know it. And, you know, one thing I think that jumps out at me as you're talking there is um, the problem with what you're saying is that it puts responsibility back on me and it's so much easier to blame it on the pastor that I sit under or the prophet that I sit under. Exactly. And But now you're telling me that I've got to actually study the Word of God and know it? Most definitely. <laughs> so it goes back to the whole, you know, Western Christianity thing where I have to know the Bible. I have to actually read the Bible. I have to pray and ask the Lord to open, you know, the, the song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. I love that song. And sometimes I, I willingly am blinding myself. And I've got to acknowledge that God, you know, I know this is going to be uncomfortable, but I need you to speak into my life as I'm reading your word. And so when you say that, you're, you're putting the blame back on me back on us as individuals. Most definitely. Which, why is that a good thing? Ultimately, it will bring salvation to us. And that's why the scriptures is uh, powerfully challenging us, definitely in this hour, to search the scriptures. She said, he said, that if you don't search the scriptures, if you don't really know what a, a prophet is speaking, whether he's a true prophet or false prophet, the scriptures is what will ultimately bring salvation into our, our lives. That's why he said, search the scriptures daily, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify me. So Jesus, the prophet of all prophets, was saying, if you really want to know if you're walking in truth, righteousness, if you're really walking, uh, following a true prophet, does it have the truth test? So... We've got to prioritize studying His Word, prayer. Most definitely. Um, it's, it's far more important than really anything else we've got going on. Um, you know, I feel pressure as a parent of young children because we're supposed to get our kids involved in all the things. Well, if we do that, that means I've got to neglect some other things. And so maybe we'll get into that on the other side of the break. I didn't realize how close we were, but here we are. Uh, we'll be talking more about identifying false prophets in our lives on the other side of the break. We do have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back after the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, 
please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with John Hargrove, Pastor John Hargrove. It's so uh, good to have you back, Pastor Johnny. Um, you're becoming a regular here. Who knows what could happen? <laughs> um, but we're talking about identifying a false prophet today. And we've already distincted that we're not talking about the false prophet. Although there's plenty to talk about there in regards to how they are going to fall inside of being a false prophet. Um, but the false prophet, the system of the one world religion, is not what we're focusing on today. Um, we might be focusing on someone's pastor or someone's spiritual leader or someone that you watch on the internet or on TV. That very well could be true and likely is. Um, there's a lot of popular preachers, a lot of pop popular ministers who are declared as prophets that I think we could evaluate, and we will probably never do this on this show where we bring up a person's picture and go down the line of what they've said and done. But, you know, we probably could do that where we identify how this person would be a false prophet. And so we think it's important as we navigate these end times because, you know, even the very elect could be deceived. We know that. We know that there are going to be people who are, um, that perhaps walk close with the Lord that could be deceived. And so we believe it's critical that we know how to identify what a false prophet is. And um, so that, that's, that's why we're focusing on it today. Now, in the beginning of the show, we talked about how false prophets have been around since the beginning. And you mentioned something about that that I thought was quite interesting. So uh, I guess tell everybody that, that, that uh, what you shared with me on the break. Yeah, even in this article that we're talking about today, it... It states that the false prophet, the very first false prophet, spoke a lie to Eve and told her uh, a message that she would not die. But God said, the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And so God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the main thing I would say to everyone that's listening to us today, Vince, is that don't blindly follow no prophet. Don't, don't blindly follow no pastor. Don't blindly follow any spiritual leader in your life. I tell people, every disciple that I make, Vince, the thing that I stress to everyone that I'm teaching, don't just take what I say as truth. Open the Bible up. Look on those pages and let those pages speak clearly to you because Jesus speaks to us personally. Way too many people are following blindly a prophet, a pastor, a spiritual leader in their lives just out of tradition. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're not really opening it up for themselves and eating it. Now, you, now you, um, you, when you say that, you don't mean in a disrespectful way. I know that. But just That's to clarify for people listening, you're not saying stand up and challenge the pastor while they're preaching or whatever. You're saying... I believe, go take what they have said and search the scriptures and see if it lines up. 
Like that's simply what you're saying, right? Most definitely, Vince. So don't be disrespectful, of course. Now, you will have to address that if, if they are, in fact, going against the Word of God or teaching it incorrectly. But, but you're not saying that in a disrespectful way, and I want to make sure that's abundantly clear. Um, so we were talking about characteristics to look for, warning signs to look for. Uh, they prophesy from their own imagination. Uh, we've already covered this one. What they prophesy simply doesn't happen. And then to highlight in the Old Testament, if you were a false prophet... That came with a punishment of death. Exactly. So it's not something that God takes lightly and neither should any of us, which I think we've made very clear as well. Another one, they lead people away from the one true God. Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 4, you can look that up and read it. We won't take the time to read it now because we are running out of time. But uh, they will lead people away from the one true God. So that leads us to the next question. Are there false prophets today? I know we've covered that as well, but one more time just to reiterate, what would you say? Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Yay there are. Second uh, yes, Peter 2, 1 through 3. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that, brought, that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not. So, you know, things that drive a false prophet. What are some things that you've seen that would drive somebody that's in that role? Probably the number one thing that drives a false prophet is is what we would call pride. Their own agenda, their own personal gain, and uh, it becomes more about themselves and them building their kingdom and not building Jesus's kingdom. And so when they begin to see things make life easy for them, it's easy for that individual to take their eyes off of Jesus' kingdom and really promote what Jesus taught as if you're really going to be a true prophet. Not that true prophets, true, true prophets can't be blessed, but I believe when you go back to the Old Testament, true prophets, they were not ultimately uh, killed for speaking things that were untruthful. They were killed for speaking things that were truthful. So uh, as false prophets were killed for speaking a false message, True prophets, most of them, many times were killed for speaking the truth. And so when you speak truth, Vince, according to the scriptures, it's not always going to be a popular message. <laughs> does this, uh, you mentioned pride, uh, does that mean that everyone who has a lot of pride or at least struggles with pride, does that mean they're a false prophet or doesn't necessarily mean that? I'm not saying that everyone that, that struggles with that, I, I believe this. I believe if it is something that you continue to struggle with and it rules your life, I believe it's a matter of time before God will uh, take steps definitely to address it. You know, I think about David and Saul and, and, yes. and how much pride impacted Saul um, and how in spite of his error, he was still able to feel the presence of God. Um, and so I just wonder as we're, as we're dissecting the pride thing, um, 
you know, when when someone has this pride and they're struggling with that on a on a higher level, how hard is it for them to really process that if they're still able to come into a service or, you know, get down and pray and feel that anointing that they have been accustomed to? Uh, how do they navigate that? You know, we said that is a very challenging question. That's, Sorry. <laughs> I, I think ultimately, personally, what I've watched over the years of, of ministry, uh, the people that I've seen really struggle with that dimension, most of them crashed vents. Yeah. And so I, I believe that's where we as um, people that are striving to, to be in harmony with God is we begin to intercede for those individuals, begin to take them to the throne room and ask God to help them to be able to fall upon the rock mm. and not that the rock would fall upon them. What else have you seen pride do? Because that's such a destructive thing in people's whether it be their marriage or their, where they work or whatever. What, what all have you seen? I know that you work with countless couples and individuals and you're helping disciple them and counsel them through things. So I'm sure you see a lot of pride and a lot of that stuff. So what type of dangers are there that come with that? I, I don't think we can put it in to our English vocabulary that the, the devastation that comes out of it, Vince. I mean, the scriptures clearly tells us that pride goes before destruction, mm. a haughty spirit before a fall. So if it's not addressed, destruction always comes out of advance, uh, destroying themselves, destroying people that trusted them, definitely from a profit standpoint, mm. a ministry standpoint. So many lives are devastated. My personal encounter with the subject that we're talking about today, it's a very uh, tender subject for me personally. Um, I, I had a man in my life as a young man that was leading me, a spiritual influence, and uh, I, I, I seen him lose everything. And the church was totally destroyed. Mm. Uh, the church was, God loved the sheep that was there, that God totally shut it down, Vince. Wow. So I guess... You know, how, what, what, do you, what do you say to someone struggling with that when, when they're going through it? I mean, are you that raw with them? Or you, you kind of let them know what's up? Or how, how, if someone were watching or listening today, what would you say to them if they're struggling with pride? Um, I would say, number one. Pray. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would say, you know, I'd let them know that I'm not coming to you condescending. I'm not coming to you to tear you down. But I'm coming to you because I love you. Mm -hmm. And... And I want you to know that, that God's grace is more than able uh, to redeem. God's grace is more than able to teach and to help you set your course and walk in the right direction that God is calling you to walk in. Amen. Well, to, to get back to the false prophet thing, you know, a lot of people talk about church hurt. You know, so what, do, what does someone do if they encounter a false prophet? Should they be afraid? Should they just be afraid and do whatever they say? Or what, what should they do if they encounter a false prophet? I would encourage anyone who would encounter it in that dimension, Vince, is uh, disconnect themselves. Move, move yourself away from that. Reconnect to something that is spiritually sound, something that's biblically sound. And, and don't, don't let that person put you in prison. Remove yourself and... Uh, and, and trust the leading of God's plan for your life. How important is it to be filled with the Word and the Spirit when we're identifying keeping a false prophet out of our life? 
It's eternally important, Vince. The most important thing. It is the utmost important thing. And so, not just the false prophet side, but being led by His Spirit, being led by His Word, is a big reason why we started this prayer meeting. So, you know, we keep talking back at prayer, so it's like we've only got a few minutes left, so why not wrap up the show with uh, talking a little bit more about prayer? So, um, how, how do you help people to learn how to pray? The best way that I help people to learn how to pray, Vince, is encouraging them, number one, is to connect to prayer groups, connect to people that know how to pray and listen to people to pray. And as we talked a couple weeks ago, directing them back to the Lord's Prayer, we know it wasn't a specific uh, instruction. This is what you pray every time. Uh, it was a formula, a way of how to pray. If someone wanted to pray that specifically that way, God's not against it, but He's saying when you pray, you pray this way. So getting into the Word, praying the Word, listening to other people pray, that's how I personally learned to pray, was listening to a praying mother, a praying father, praying grandparents, and then praying disciples that are around me. And so connecting ourselves uh, to one another. That's why the early church, we call it the Genesis of the New Testament, Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through 47. That group of people, they understood. They did it every day. And when you do something every day, you're going to get proficient at it. Absolutely. And it becomes a, a part of who you are. Yeah. And that's why they perceived that those people had been with God. They were people that were anchored to the pillar of prayer. What, what type of things are you expecting to happen this Sunday at our prayer revival? I'm expecting, uh, once again, healing, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I believe in God to impart gifts. I'm believing that God's going to continue to raise up leaders among us and help us all to know how to be truly spirit-led. So if somebody comes and they're hungry, you think the Spirit's going to move in their life? No doubt about it, Vince. All right, we'll make plans to join us if you'd like. Uh, you can contact us at endtime.com slash contact or call 800 endtime. Thank you again, Pastor John Hargrove, for joining us today. We will be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to go to watch.endtime.com and partake in the thousands of hours of content that's available there for totally free thanks to our wonderful partners. We'll see you guys tomorrow.